study your deal like you know nothing. Ask everybody uh, who has done something similar, um, has done deals, has been in the industry, just ask, ask, ask. Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Welcome to Wealth Matters Podcast. I have with me Katrina Stepanova. She was born and raised in Moscow, Russia, and immigrated to the U.S. 13 years ago and has lived in New York since. So, so she's like me, an immigrant. I immigrated to the uh, to U.S. Uh, 19 plus years ago. So yeah, we'll have an interesting uh, discussion. She's a principal at M2K Partners who owns and operates several mobile home park communities throughout the country with the focus on value-add properties. Katrina is a founder of Equity Tree, an online platform dedicated to helping commercial real estate investors manage their deals and investor relations for an affordable price. And uh, right before the podcast, we were actually discussing about that. So welcome, Katrina. Alpesh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to a discussion. Absolutely. And one thing I forgot to mention that she's also a host of monthly virtual meetup for mobile home park investors called MHP Tribe. That's how I met her uh, through MHP Tribe uh, Facebook group. And she's been throwing some uh, great educational stuff as well as, uh, you know, guiding everyone. So yeah, thank you for doing that, Katrina. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So let's get started. Uh, tell us something interesting about yourself, which we cannot guess. Well, interesting that you cannot guess. Hmm. Well, um, so something interesting. I, throughout my, uh, you know, my adult life since I started working, I was uh, working in marketing and advertising and PR. Oh, wow. So uh, right before I started investing in mobile home parks, I was working with artists. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, is, that is true. So I was working with classical musicians nonetheless. Nice. Yes, in, at the Columbia Artists. Okay. So I was, I was uh, doing the production for orchestra performances, galas, and things That's like that. So. So something uh, interesting, interesting transition from opera galas to mobile home park investing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, moving from artist to, to you have to be careful of some con artists. Or <laughs> <laughs> our, our producing us shows to make sure that you are you are doing orchestra with the tenants, right? Make yeah, sure so they follow all the rules. <laughs> prepared before it, prepared before it. Exactly. Oh, that's great. So. <laughs> Uh, very interesting story. 13 years ago, how did you uh, move from Moscow to US? Uh, was there some particular reason for job or what, what was it? Well, actually, that was uh, my uh, former husband. He, uh, he's an opera singer. So, oh. we, so he just graduated from the Moscow Conservatory at the class of uh, opera singing. So he thought that it would be a great career move for him to come and 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 try and see if he can sing here um, in New York City. So 
we came, just no no real invitation. No one was waiting for us. We didn't have <laughs> we didn't have friends or family here. Right. So so we just came because he said, well, you know, there is this coach who teaches opera singers in New York City. So we should go. Nice. <laughs> and we went and. Um, and so the our first few years in the United States, well, in New York in particular, uh, were exactly like that. Very spontaneous, no, um, uh, again, s still no family here and right. uh, no, uh, well, of course, we made friends as, as we went, but right, of course. it was an interesting few years. That's interesting. <laughs> so how did you then, uh, from opera singing, uh, you know, producing, etc. Mm -hmm. How did you get into real estate and why? Yes, well, um, I was looking for something to do on the side, something to be more independent, because even though you're working in such a beautiful settings as uh, working with artists, working at theaters, this is a fantastic opportunity. And at the same time, I always like to have uh, flexibility to do things that, um, you know, I'm passionate about. And I always was looking for something that will give me that freedom. And of course, as we all know, passive income gives you that. And since my, uh, since my kind of first, first property that I owned back in Moscow, which was just a, uh, an apartment, a very small studio apartment that I own there. I kind of got a taste of, of having a rental property because as we moved, that apartment was rented out and my mom was our first uh, property manager. So she wow, was- Wow, nice. <laughs> so, and I, I thought, you know what, it's not a bad, bad deal to have a property manager and get yourself some passive income on the side so <laughs> and, and this is so interesting because almost all my real estate investor guests they uh, i shouldn't say almost but 78 percent or more have always have become an accidental landlord and that's mm -hmm. how they started investing in real estate and including me when oh. the, when my townhouse price dropped to uh, even uh, dropped by 50 percent here in california and we wanted to move to a bigger house I didn't have choice and rent it out since 2011. So the three, four years I just learned. I managed my own property. It mm -hmm. was easier because it was in a nice area, but I learned all about real estate investing. So that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, just life. But, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but so you chose real estate, but why did you, and you had an apartment, small uh, apartment, which you rented out. Why did you choose mobile home parks? Well, it wasn't my first choice. First, uh, I, I uh, as we moved here and a few years down the road, I, I was just trying to figure out what am I going to be doing here and how am I going to be doing? And then, um, well, I figured, okay, so there is a great opportunity in real estate investing and there is some such thing as passive investing and there are also turkey property. So I was reading... Right bigger pockets, uh, listening podcasts. And, and my first purchase here uh, after my personal residence was the turnkey property in, yes. in Memphis. 
Oh, Memphis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I started with Cleveland. <laughs> oh, close enough. Yeah. These are the stopping grounds, right? For yes. investors. Ohio, right? Those yeah, yeah. Those markets. are some of the sucking places <laughs> because they advertise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and, and you know, Alpesh, I was really lucky, I, I can oh, say that's... now, because, because I had two subsequent evictions in the course of just six months. That was my wake up call to the idea that a uh, single family and, and only one, one unit is not a great thing right. because it's very unsafe. Yeah, so you're, you're smart. I, I, <laughs> did, I did five, then I realized that this is not a good idea. Turnkey and all that. I got to do it on my own. <laughs> well, you see, it was just a very loud uh, wake up call and I could not ignore it afterwards. I, I thought, okay, I need to figure something else out. I need to go into multiple units because this is just very right. safe uh, for me. And, and I started, of course, looking first in multifamily, just apartments, because this is what's known. This is what's out there and most popular, I guess. Right. And and as as you know, it's very competitive. It's it's yes. not very straightforward, and you have to have a lot of money, which I didn't have, and and all these things. So it was. I was really. I was studying. I would say that I picked the market. It took me a few months, so I picked the market, and then I was really studying this and underwriting deals, and it was really added for probably six to eight months and still nothing materialized. I, there was no good cash flow, nothing that really jumped out like, okay, this, it, at least it, it's a possibility. Right. So it was nothing like that. So I thought, okay, I need to go look, look elsewhere. And then I, I was listening to a podcast about the mobile home park investing. I thought, you know what, what the heck, <laughs> you know, might as well just give it yeah, a shot. Try, and, yeah. And go go uh, learn about this. And as I started learning, and I I, I realized that still a lot of mom and pop owners, like true mom and pop owners, right. uh, that I at least can relate to them. And I don't come for money. They don't come for money. We can maybe talk uh, just on a very unprofessional, so to speak, level, and just relate to each other. Maybe this path is going to be easier for me. And I could say. Uh, people in this industry, this is the biggest reason why I'm, I'm, I'm in this industry. Um, owners, uh, park owners, people who own and who uh, mentored me through the process, these are the biggest uh, reasons why I'm in mobile home park investing. Um, That's yeah. a great, great point. I, I agree. <laughs> Why I moved into mobile home park La last year, I started looking because I just realized that multifamily, everyone wanted to get in multifamily. Mm -hmm. uh, there are not a lot of mom and pop left anymore. Uh, most of these people are syndicators now. And of course, I'm a syndicator as well. But things started shifting. And then I was looking for the next thing and kept learning about mobile home parks since last year and closed my first one this year. But so I, I totally agree about the people aspect of it. Yeah, oh, and congrats on the on the first park. Thank you so much. That's hope hope name. it's first of many. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Better hurry up. <laughs> yes, yes. There's everyone's now looking at mobile home parks and self storage, right? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So well, yeah. le- let's talk about, uh, we spoke about collaboration before the podcast and I know you are a great collaborator, right? Well, mm-hmm. This is why you have MHB Tribe. So how do you, when you talk about, you know, uh, creating uh, or buying mobile home park, creating wealth, how do you build wealth through collaboration? Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, this is, just the integral part of wealth building, uh, simply because, as Warren Buffett says, the rule number one: don't lose money. Yes. And <laughs> so this is this is one of my things. Um, I I have amazing partners, and rule number one: if you don't know something, uh, find someone who knows uh, this uh, area of expertise and ask for advice. Be humble ask for advice and don't lose money. Whatever you do, ask around until you have enough information and then you can, then you, so you can actually execute the, the deal. And um, I like this quote, study like you know nothing, work like you can solve anything. Wow. <laughs> and so I, I, I truly like subscribe to it. Uh, study your deal like you know nothing. Ask everybody, uh, who has done something similar, um, has done deals, has been in the industry, just ask, ask, ask. And I, I keep asking for my, like my partners uh, all the time. So, so how did you get this idea of collaboration? Was it during uh, when you were looking at your first mobile home park? Uh, and how did that go? Yeah, sure. Well, Alpesh, I started looking for partners um, as I was putting myself out there and and sharing in a in a group of uh, people that was the mobile home park uh, uh, academy um, uh, where I had the yes. great mentors uh, Charles Dehart uh, Kevin Bob Charles Dehart like he's fantastic he just like uh, held uh, you know hand holding and and just uh, mentoring my team like forever spent hours and hours. Um, just helping us out in every possible way. And, and I was just uh, putting myself out there. I was, I was uh, speaking up and I was asking questions on the calls when we had uh, student calls and I was uh, showing what I was doing, how I was doing marketing. So I was really making sure just to uh, speak up and, and, and show that I'm taking action and right. I knew that people will be attracted, the right people will be attracted to me taking actual yes. towards what we learned. So, and I, <laughs> I say like, you, you're fishing. In order to fish, you need to put the bait out. Right, of who, course. Who is, who is the best uh, bait, so to speak? It's just you have to put yourself out there and, and keep talking uh, very uncomfortably sometimes. And when you just, starting out, you don't know what you're talking about, but you have to put yourself out there and speak honestly. Uh, these are the things I'm trying to figure out. This is what I'm trying to work on. And I may not know all the areas and aspects of it, but I would very much appreciate your advice or suggestion or tip or insight or whatever you may have. And, and sooner uh, or later, someone uh, who gets, someone who, uh, who feels the same or on the same path as you are will get attracted to you, so to speak. And, and then you can really build uh, your partnership on, on this foundation. So this is how I uh, found my partners who 
we still work with three years later. Oh, wow. Okay. So three years ago, you were by yourself. And then uh, did you find your partners to the same group or, or how, how did you reach out to them or they reached out to you? How did that work? So one of my partners, we were in the same um, mastermind group and he saw that I'm actively doing marketing. Mm -hmm. And by then he had, I think, a couple of parks already, but he never has done marketing. And he said, well, uh, I have some operational experience and you do marketing. So why don't we combine our efforts and you go ahead and continue your marketing and I will uh, bring my expertise and help operate this park. So we started uh, working together and then uh, we found another partner when we had, I think we had at that point, three deals on the contract and we desperately needed money. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we desperately needed money. So we, uh, again, we put the word out, said they were looking for um, equity partner, ASAP. Nice. And, and uh, people were recommending us people. So we were talking to, uh, talk to, to various folks. And then we found um, our third partner who is out in California. And uh, my first partner, he's in Georgia. Matt Battinger is in Georgia. Georgia and Nick Villanueva is in California. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I heard Nick's name, right. Mm -hmm. so, so that's good. Also, you found the partners. Uh, not all of you are located in the same place, right? Oh, no, so so that all. way it's good. And, and, and I love Georgia because you and I, we invest a lot in Southeast markets, if I'm correct, because mm -hmm. I own yeah. in, uh, other properties in Atlanta, Birmingham. Uh, my first park is in uh, Columbus, Mississippi. So yeah, that, mm -hmm. that's good that you covered almost the entire US or half of the <laughs> <laughs> It's It's happened uh, not by design, it's just the right people. I guess right. we, we've been talking and, you know, I cannot, well, you may say interviewed because we were talking to different folks and we just right. wanted to feel the right, of course, it's the synergy. Of course, of course, this is values. Of course, this is a lot of things that uh, same goals, you yeah. know, of course, every, a lot of things they need to click into place. And I think we were just also very, very lucky uh, this time, uh, you know, three years after I could say that we were probably just really also very lucky to, right. to, to find the right people yeah. who we still enjoy working with. <laughs> yeah, real estate is a relationship business, right? And partnership mm -hmm. is like a marriage. You got mm -hmm. to date before you partner, right? And, and you never know. So I'm glad that it worked out. Yeah, right? so. <laughs> yeah I know, I know. And since I have to say, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just getting no, very excited when we talk about partners. I, I, this is, and I always say, this is uh, always my preference. Whatever, whenever we do a deal and we will maybe talk about the equity tree, you know, this is always my preference. I, is this, I just love working with partners. I think this is the best. Yeah, because no, I, I agree. Out, it's, you know, just bring out all different aspects. And uh, you may not think of something and your partner just really comes through and you just think, wow, this is, awesome idea like this is i think this is the best <laughs> right no I, I agree so i have my on my it business i have a partner in uh, for 10 years now and we became wow. so close friends he was the one who taught me about real estate 
right? So he was already doing real estate investments and, and he, we even partnered on a couple of real estate deals as well. So it was good to have him by my side from IT as well. And then I'm always looking for solid partners for, you know, software, uh, mobile home park business, et cetera. I think that having the right partner is the key and someone who complements your skills. Yes, absolutely. So for collaboration, uh, did you have any, uh, did it happen organically or you had a step, you had some steps or, or a process you follow to start collaborating with others? Uh, I would say it was just um, getting to know people and just having as much, um, as much time doing things together, like a uh, first partner, we were in mastermind together. So really getting mm-hmm. to talk and just to uh, get to know the think pro- uh, the, uh, the thought process of, of your partner and just, uh, again, the values and how you conduct your business, things like that. And uh, I would say referrals and recommendations Right. It's also is a good, good, good thing to have if you don't know someone and there is a deal that uh, you want to do and someone recommends you a partner. It's always, at, at least even if you think maybe we'll just partner up on one deal, but if you can get some sort of recommendation or referral, that's also a really good, um, good thing to have. So, so this masterminds, uh, are they virtual mastermind? Um, well, that was a, that was a, you can say virtual mastermind. Okay. It was just three years ago. It, right. it was very spontaneous and it, it no longer exists. It was just people were, I think five of us were calling in, <laughs> I think on a <laughs> weekly basis and right. discussing, okay. talking talk shop and that was it. And since, and that is probably one of the reasons that, um, I don't call it mastermind. I just call it, um, you know, our weekly call, like MHP tribe, we have uh, people who own a number of parks who own zero parks zero, yeah. and, and we just collaborate and we just talk about things that we know or would like to know more. We do research together and just discuss topics. I think this is um, just the best thing that we can do. I think uh, showing up for people is one of the best values that you can provide. Right. And, and one thing I see with you is that you love collaborating a lot as well as sharing, right? So that's another key, right? Because when we say collaborating, a lot of time what happens is that there are some people who just don't have any input. They just sit there and they're just waiting to collect the thoughts, right? Uh, so have you ever thought that, oh, you're working on all of this thing, let's say just the deal evaluator, right? You are mm-hmm. spending a lot of hours on it and then you are just sharing with people. Uh, do you feel like, oh, I'm just giving and I'm not getting anything back or, or that's part of the collaboration process so that, you know, you are looking for input from others? Well, Alpesh, as we were saying, I'm always fishing. I'm always out there fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so in order to effectively fish, you have to spread the bait. Yes. Very, yes. very thick. I'm laid it thick and I'm always looking for those great people who will eventually come from those efforts, from those calls, someone will step up and someone will do uh, even more and better for the community. And I'm looking for those people. I'm not uh, worried about anyone else. I'm just there for 
um, I'm there just to show up every week. This is my commitment to the community. I'm going to show up. I can, I, I, I can only do what I have to do. And if someone wants to join and, and share and, and, and contribute and provide insights and input, this is totally up to them and people, you know, do it. And this is the most rewarding thing. Got it. No, that, that's great. So would you be able to share some examples, maybe one or two of how you were able to land a great deal as well as stay away from a bad deal because of collaboration? Sure. Well, uh, lend a great deal. Well, I would say this is, uh, this is, this is why I really enjoy having my two partners. They're completely different. And one, uh, is, is, you know, I would say it's just easier and gets excited about the deal. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so, and the other one completely unattracted to anything but the bottom line. So this is, this is why it's perfect because I'm somewhere in kind of in the middle. I can see both points and then you know, maybe just mend the line somewhere and, and actually make an offer and take a shot and go after it. But I think uh, that's what kind of kept us away from really bad deals that we were able to discuss them and look at from different perspectives and also have patience there with the, with the deal. You have to work on the deal until it's the right one. If it doesn't come through as the right deal, you have to leave it be. And, um, and once we were very close to just making a really bad decision <laughs> and we were, this is an example of when, uh, then having people and having community really helped out big time. This was a deal, uh, that was a turnkey deal, our first turnkey deal. And we always used to doing the value add where mm -hmm. You know, you could uh, add a yeah, double the value pretty much. Okay. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So this this was something different. And guess what? Our investors they were very unattracted. Oh to wow! Turn, okay. To turnkey deal, they said turnkey. Why would we? No, 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 no. We want yeah. to double our money the way we right. usually do. Let's go back to what we love doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> And, and so this was a predicament. We did not know how to raise money for this deal. And as I was saying, uh, collaboration. And again, I went out and I was asking everybody we knew who, because this is the deal would be right for someone. We just need to find that someone. Right. And again, uh, that uh, a friend of a friend, right? And then, uh, came through and he recommended a partner who, who was able to take it on. And this is exactly what they did and they loved and uh, got it done at the end. But that was a patch and go for a little while. It was pretty scary. <laughs> so let's talk about your deals then. What's your, your best deal so far? Best deal. Well, uh, this is, uh, I guess, well, the best deal you would say it's a result, right? When you refi or sell. Yes. Refi or, or sell, then only you can see. <laughs> exactly. So I, um, we actually just in the process of uh, selling something oh, right okay. now. 
And this is not, the, the only reason we are selling this property, it was our very first park and we purchased it just, it was kind of the right, it was too good not to do, let's, let's put it this way. <laughs> it was uh, just 42 spaces, a little smaller. We would usually prefer much larger, but right. it's in a, re a really good uh, market in Florida. So we kind of had to do it because it was <laughs> too, too, too good to pass up. And, but we always knew that we won't be keeping it forever because again, this is in a Pensacola MSA, we don't really have much stomach for hurricanes and just all this worry. Yeah. Uh, so we always knew that we will just turn it around and we'll sell it. So right now we're actually in the process of selling it. So ask me again in a month and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but can you give us an idea of the purchase price you bought it and what price are you trying to sell? Just sure. ballpark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we bought it uh, just a year and a half ago. Uh, well, this, by January, no, no, no. By, by January, it's going to be two years. Okay. So, we so about, yeah, that. 20 months, mm -hmm. in 18 yeah. to 20. Yeah. 725 was the purchase price. Okay. And it's in the contract. Um, and we're scheduled to close uh, by mid-December for 1.3. Oh, wow. That's nice. And, and did you finance it uh, or, or where did you uh, buy, buy cash? No, finance okay. it through the bank. Mm -hmm. Oh, finance it. So it's for seven twenty-five. Did you go through a local local lender? Because I don't think you can get finance. I know, right now. I know. No, no. This was a very hard uh, deal to finance. It's, it's very tough. I think. Very. <laughs> and and we were just so lucky. We found the lender through a broker, and it okay. was it, it was so so difficult. Yeah. I would yeah. not recommend anyone. We we were just clueless. <laughs> yeah and then on top of that when you are out of state they grill you like anything oh, my first multifamily, it took me four months to close and it was tough because it was out of state and even though i have been investing only out of state they were like no you have never done multifamily." so yeah, yeah. so and add to it learned. all park on homes and add to it all park oh homes. yeah see that's what i have in my this first mobile home park so and and we bought cash, but hopefully, you know, we'll try to refinance. I'll reach out to you how that would work. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds like a good deal. Cause if you refinanced it, you are doubling the, or more than doubling uh, the down payment or the investor capital. That's great. Sure. Yeah. What, what has been your worst deal and what did you learn from it? Or if well, there is the, a worse deal? Well, the worst, I would say it was just a very nerve wracking experience when we were purchasing that Arizona park uh, that we did not have the right investors for it. And uh, we, uh, we, it was just very nerve wracking, but it was closed and it's uh, thankfully it's closed and it's operating well as expected because it's turnkey. There is yeah, nothing, turnkey, yeah. like, what can you do there? Right. right. It just runs and it's, it's, it's good. And it's a Tucson. So it's, what's going to happen, yeah. right? There is no hurricanes and, and Tucson is a good market. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And just uh, the, our investors uh, did not feel it. Right. <laughs> so right. we had to find the right partner right. who had the right investors. So, 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 so you still own that park, but with different partners. Y yes. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Awesome. Yeah, let's take a quick break, Katrina. And after the break, I'll ask you the usual question I ask every guest. You're listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. The Wealth Matters Podcast. 
podcast. For more info about what we do, check us out at wealthmatters.com. It's wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, matters, M-A-T-R-S, dot com. Welcome back to Wealth Matters Podcast. I am talking to Katrina about collaboration and how she got into mobile home park business. Katrina, are you ready for five rounds? Sure. Okay, let's go. Would you be changing any business or investment strategy after coronavirus? No. No. So, so whatever you are doing has been working. That's great. Yeah, I think we, we're always on a more conservative side and always um, trying to. And I think there is no reason to change that. Got it. Any, any effect have you seen because of eviction moratorium? Well, we uh, were not able to evict uh, in, let's say, in the state of Michigan, there was eviction moratorium. However, they did start the eviction, uh, eviction diversion program there. So we were able to recapture some of the, um, some of the rents that way. And again, this was some tenants that we inherited. With, right. the, with the purchase of the park. Unfortunately, we were not able to evict them fast enough right. <laughs> before the, the, the corona. I hope these politicians realize the pain of being a landlord, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, as a landlord or a mobile home park owner, we want to provide an affordable housing uh, in, in, in a nice community, right? But if we are not getting paid, it's hard for us to do that, right? Exactly. Favorite real estate or finance or any other related book? Hmm. Well, I referred to recently and I really like uh, the book by Mike Conlon. He is one of my absolute favorites in the industry. Uh, and his book is called Unconventional Wealth. And this okay. is where he, he talks about mobile home parks and, and other businesses. It's somewhat similar, I think, motive if, in the book, Millionaire Next Door. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I haven't read this one, Unconventional Wealth. I'll put it on my list. Yeah. My well, list is growing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There are not too many books on about mobile home parks. Or, right. Or even mentioning this business as a good business to get into, but this is definitely one of them. And I would, talking about mobile home park investing and just mobile home park as a, as a business, um, I would highly recommend Glenn, Glenn Esterson. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, Manifesto. Mobile Home Park Manifesto. And by the way, Glenn has been a, a, a guest on the podcast last year. He, his book is great. It's absolutely No, no doubt. <laughs> uh, Glenn is a, is a great friend. And yes. And the, the wealth of just information and uh, insights and experience he has in the industry has uh, been of a great benefit to, to our community. Yeah, no doubt. Any tool or website you recommend or you uh, can't live without? Hmm. Well, I, for, again, for mobile home park investors, I highly recommend Frank Rolf's podcast. Yes. Um, again, he is a veteran investor. He knows everything there is to know. And I, what I particularly like is just fundamentals work. Stick with what works. <laughs> right. Don't get fancy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, I highly recommend that. And for 
And also, um, I highly, again, recommend SECO conference, uh, yes. the conference for uh, mobile home park uh, investors, owners, operators, anyone who is interested in that space. This is the just a great, great space to, to meet people, like-minded individuals. And it's been tremendous for me. I just really enjoy it a lot. There uh, is uh, nothing like this conference. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, this was uh, my first year attending SECO. And mm -hmm. even though I was only able to attend for a couple of days, but I'm going through the, you know, uh, all the recordings and yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I was hoping it would be, uh, you know, in person. That's what I love. Yeah. Even though I come from IT and I, because the reason is I work from home all the time and I do virtual work all the time. That's why I couldn't attend for all the days. But if it was there, I would have flew out there for sure and attended. Mm -hmm. so, hoping well, next, year. next year. Yep, <laughs> next year. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, you know, that's what I, you know, Spencer Roan, uh, David Roden, Tom Lackey, you know, this, the kind of founders and the, you know, right. people who push SICO forward, they are just fantastic. And they're so generous with, with their knowledge and, and, you know, information, bringing all these people together. And uh, I say the MHP tribe, our community is very, but we are the beneficiaries of their uh, knowledge and experience because they come to share the insights with us. Yes. And I cannot like thank them enough. They're fantastic. Any advice for beginner investors? Well, come to MHP Tribe. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. And, and definitely attend SECO. Okay. You just have to do it. It's, it's a great place to be and great people to meet. Absolutely. Awesome. How do you give back? Well, I try do my share, whatever I know, I, I will share. And I would like to, as a, my personal contribution, um, just share what I can and help however I can. Because again, as I was mentioning, I'm definitely a beneficiary of those people who walked the, uh, before me and uh, they were so generous with everything, their time and their knowledge. And I'm just trying to do the same as much as I can. And, and I, I can say this is just very rewarding to, to uh, attempt and, and do this uh, on weekly and monthly basis because um, yeah, I think that's just a good karma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, karmas, karmas will always have your back, right? <laughs> so how can my listeners reach out to you? Well, uh, definitely uh, you can connect with MHP Tribe group on, on Facebook. Uh, can just email me, mymhptribe at gmail.com. I'm on LinkedIn at Ekaterina Stepanova. And my uh, team's uh, website is mhpteam.com. So anywhere awesome. and everywhere, easy to find me. <laughs> I'll put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing.